Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always a way out, and it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance, and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese Skelly, and I'm delighted to be here with a beautiful guest, Krishna Avalon. You are going to love her story. And what I love about it, it really highlights doing the work of the unconscious. You know, so many people just want to figure stuff out. They want formulas, and they want quick and easy, and they kind of want somebody to save them. And yeah, none of that happens, (laughs) or just for a second, but it's not true. So in this In Krishna's story and in our conversation, you're going to hear how you can heal yourself, how you literally can change your world by understanding the unconscious influences. So Krishna, I'm delighted that you are here. Hi, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, tell us today what you do and what you love about the work. Mm, I am currently specializing in the subconscious mind, and I've been trained in a process that specifically helps expand the subconscious Mm -hmm. so that people can peacefully unattach from trauma or stress. Uh, You can also use this expansion work to create new beliefs from what is usually limiting and self-sabotaging. Amazing. Um, Yeah. Like all the things, just all the things, just only that. Okay. I, and I, you know, today we see the beautiful, elegant, polished, soulful, solid woman. And yet I know the start you had in life wouldn't, shouldn't have set you up to be such. So, so why don't we start? Because your story really typifies or exemplifies how the unconscious plays out, right? So why don't you just start there and we're going to, we're going to roll. Yeah. Thank you so much. I just want to thank you for seeing me and for Mm -hmm. saying that because Mm -hmm. there's just so much medicine and being seen and being heard. And so thank you for having me here, but It's really beautiful to look back on my story and not have it be a trigger to understand why I came in as a spiritual being with those lessons to learn Mm -hmm. and why the subconscious mind is everything for being able to create new life, new pathways in the mind to have new experiences. Because when we come in with these very limited or self-sabotaging beliefs that are passed down through our DNA, modeled to us from you know, childhood, and then reinforced throughout life, it is nearly impossible mm-hmm. to create new life. You're just going to keep repeating. 100%. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So tell us your, your journey story. Yeah. So I came into my mother's womb. She got pregnant with me in a not conscious way. She was very young. She had been drinking. It was like a one night stand sort of situation. Yeah. And the man who got her pregnant, he, 
he had been her friend, but he, he also knew that she got pregnant and he chose to not stick around. He already had a wife of his own. Mm. And so he was, he never chose to be in my life. My mother was the fifth of 17 children that my grandparents (laughs) conceived together. Very Catholic. I grew up in the Midwest. They're Mm -hmm. entirely white and I am, I'm brown. Mm -hmm. And so my mother was kicked out of town and told not to come back until she had a husband. And it's no fault of my grandparents. They just didn't. Absolutely. They just didn't know. And I love my grandparents so, so much. And I've never known anything but love from them. But they didn't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. And so the man that my mom chose was also some guy she barely knew. And he, with his narcissism and like way of being wanted to be like the savior. And he was also just a toxic influence in my life. So she was married to him for 10 or 11 years and then they separated, which, which is great. But the lessons that I came into the world having to navigate were her shame not being accepted, being kicked out of the tribe, giving your power away, and then being taught to try to fit in where I didn't belong. Uh, like, and especially a brown person in a white family, like there's no way you could not, you could, that, 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 that's a, you can never win that one, right? You can never fit in to their narrative. Well, and it wasn't just that, it was that my mom never even addressed the fact that I was brown. My family mm. never talked to me about it. They were just kind of like, like so many people, they just don't see it. They yeah. don't want to see it. They're in denial. And so I never felt seen, but certainly I didn't know that's what I was feeling. Right, right, right. I didn't know that I was not being seen. I didn't know that I was trying to fit in where I didn't belong. So, so Kristen, Kristen, with all this shame, with this, I you know, and again, back in the day, that's how, that's how it was. And what was it like as a child or growing up? Like, like you weren't necessarily wanted, you were, you were a product of a shameful experience, the rejection. So how did that impact you? It impacted me in the most unconscious and confusing ways, Mm -hmm. because I was always really liked by friends. I okay. always had an easy time making friends. Okay. I was pretty. Okay. And so a lot of my worth was put on that. But at the same point, right. there was a lot of shame with that because if you were too sexy or too pretty or had too much swagger, you should be ashamed of that. Right. So it's very confusing because wow. I was, you know, I was popular and I was prom queen and I was this and I was that. But I did have some pretty awful experiences that did reinforce this incredible low self-worth, not accepting who I was, giving my power away to try Mm -hmm. to receive love and attention. And yeah, that didn't work out for me very well (laughs) for a long time. I was just very hurting and didn't even know why or what I was hurting from. And I was super wounded and just kept acting out and was unconscious and reckless. And I think a lot that's, that's, you know, now we can look back and say, but of course, like, look at, look, you know, that little version of you knew what to do to get some love and connection. And there was still a hole in the middle. Right. Yeah. And so how did you find, like, what happened that you stumbled on wink, wink, cause it's all guidance, but how did you, how did you start mm-hmm. to crack open the insides that not didn't match the outsides? Yeah. 
Good question. I mean, when I started college, I did, I went to France for a semester, mm. studied over there, came back and was like, I can't live here. So I ended up moving out to Seattle because my first love was going to play professional soccer out there. He didn't end up moving, but I moved because I was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Was still in the young 20s. Like, what am I going to do with my life? I found acupuncture school. I've been an acupuncturist forever. Mm -hmm. And when I found that this, and you know, this was a long time ago before there were a bazillion acupuncturists, people really knew what it was. And when I found it, it was the very first thing in my life that was like, ding, my intuition came. Uh, I didn't know what intuition was, of course, but I followed it as a yes, 1000%. And I never even doubted it. Wow. Never doubted myself, never doubted mm-hmm. the path or the hundred grand education <laughs> or, or anything. And, um, you know, it saved me. And I feel so lucky because I've always been able to have an incredible thriving business, even moving all over the country several times. Mm-hmm. Because I love it and I trust it. And it's what I've been doing for probably lifetime. So that was my first. Well, back up. What do you mean it saved you? What do you, what is, because that's a pretty profound claim. What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I was lost, you know, like so many of us are um, mm-hmm. for who knows how long. And I guess I was lucky I came into it when I did, but I just was young 20s, just living that kind of like, life, you know, not like super, super bad, but also like without any direction, Mm -hmm. not really knowing who I was. And I mean, I just came into everything through that program. I loved the medicine. Yeah. I got exposed to other practices. I learned how to have a spiritual practice. So I came Mm. on, I came alive. Nice. It was really became so much of who I was until I became a mother. And that was the Mm -hmm. second thing that I trusted 1000% that was just totally embodied within me. And then now this subconscious work is the third thing that I would say that I was like, yes, 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 Uh yes. uh Beautiful. So when were you aware? When did, because you were successful in high school, you know, you had all the things, then you became successful in the acupuncture work, you know, that was there a time when you were like, wait, I got to clear this birth story or shoot, I'm carrying my moms and my families and the cultural stuff. Like, how did that start to emerge that you needed to look at that? Oof. I mean, I think like so many of us, I knew that I had family strife, you know, like I wasn't close to my mom growing up. I always mm-hmm. felt more like a parent. She's such a young soul. Yeah. Super naive, like a child really in her spirit. Um, but I didn't, you know, I started Vipassana meditating probably 15 years ago. And that is another thing that was just so powerful and life-changing for me, but I didn't know things like we've heard about in the last few years. I didn't know about my inner child. I didn't know about my shadow. I didn't know how to integrate. I didn't have the tools to work with my nervous system or my subconscious mind. And so just my natural path as a healing artist, practitioner, facilitator led me to these things. And then having my own you know, episodes with, you know, I had one and only thank God's panic attack. And that led me down mm-hmm. training with the nervous system and then right. heard about the subconscious mind, you know, on a podcast a few years ago. And then when I started looking into that, I became obsessed really. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think a lot of people might have heard like, yeah, okay, whatever. But let's, let's just educate a little bit. You know, you carried in your mother's shame. So talk about that because those are, those are imprinted. Those are patterns that most of us are unconscious about. Mm-hmm. And so just talk about the effect and, um, and maybe some tools for how to navigate that. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't just my mother's, it's my mm-hmm. lineage from both sides uh-huh. that gets passed down through ourselves, through our DNA, through that imprinting that you're talking about. So, you know, what I'm teaching most people is to clear the stuff that's not them mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again, rather than like being in the world with armor and shield yes. and sword trying to protect yourself, you really just want to clear and clear and clear and come back to yourself over and over and over. So that doesn't have to be complicated. You can really use visualization. You can really use meditation just as a way to give your mind a different focus. I really teach people how to um, practice feeling what they want to experience rather than being in the mind all the time, mm-hmm. because a lot of times the head and the thoughts, they just get in the way. And so a more effective way of creating the experience you want to have, or even your life is to, even when you don't know how, like how you're going to do this, that, and the other, that's okay. Practice feeling how it would feel. So in that way, yeah. Anything that you can eliminate from your life that's not supporting you. I mean, yeah, it sounds that's so, 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 so start so there, right? Exactly, I mean, exactly. Everything you scroll through media is is getting into your subconscious mind. We receive information yeah. through the nervous system by sight, sound, touch, smell, intuition. Yeah. And so, you know, what are you feeding yourself? What are you surrounding yourself? What can you say no to? Probably a whole bunch of things. There's a woman I follow on Instagram and I love this post. She says, if it increases my cortisol, it's got to go. Meaning if it creates stress and we're like, and sometimes sadly that's family members or personal relationships or, you know, people you're dating, right? And yet we tolerate it. Okay. I'm going to go back a little bit. What are some signs, you know, that, because we now know that things get passed through the DNA, the study of epigenetics, like you're not just a product. It's not just like, oh, you have brown hair like your father, you know, it's just like, and we bring in the traumas and all the experiences and the, all the stuff. What are some signs that people, people could be like, holy shit, wait, maybe I am carrying something. Like, how do people know that? I think because that would be really helpful for them to start tracking. Totally. I would say, where are you repeating patterns in your life that are not desirable? Ding, ding, ding. Where do you keep carrying stuff that you don't need to carry? Where are you stuck? And frustrated or confused about why you can't grow or change. Mm. Nice. You mean you you don't have to date the same asshole six times in a row? <laughs> not that I've never not done that one. That thing. <laughs> no, and I would just say as a spiritual person and a person who now has a lens of the subconscious and the nervous yes. system, like we choose those things to try and show us what we're trying yes. to learn. Yeah, right. So what happens is we draw to us what's familiar, right? So if you were if you were raised in a home where you were not seen, if somebody would see you, you'd be like, "Wait, what? <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't have that." So you would re- replicate that unseen, unseen. I'm not seen. I'm not seen. Until one day you wake up and go, "Wait, I'm going to do this differently," and you get some healing. You walk away or something else, right? 
So what are there, what are stories of like, and this shifted for me, like what else? Cause I hear some really wonderful, sweet, yummy things in your life. But is there anything else you want to share about? Cause, Cause the whole focus of this show is do the freaking work, do yeah. the work. <laughs> and it's the inner work. It's the emotional work. It's being on the sometimes hard path, right? You have to sit with the emotions. You have to allow the things to process. You don't have to get stuck in it, but you can't scan over and, you know? Right. right. And that is so epic because when you do sit with or learn how to be with or work with or tend to the parts inside of you that are hurting and need to be acknowledged and you love that little girl or that younger version of you or even last week that needed a guardian or a protector or somebody to hold them or look them in the eye and tell them it's going to be okay when you start working with that and stop trying to push it away because it pain it's painful Mm -hmm. Or it was just too much, then you start integrating those wounded parts of yourself. And that's when you become embodied and whole. And we're already whole. But what I'm saying is looking at all those parts of you and integrating them. And it takes the right tools. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all starting to hear about these things, but then having the actual tools, the right person to guide you. Right, right. if you don't have the tools yourself, or if you just want to be seen and witnessed. Mm-hmm. So powerful. Connect with one of us. We do this stuff. You know, for me, I finally, 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 this age, six decades, I finally have an amazing relationship. And it's not because it's <laughs> not, it's not, he's been, he's been a catalyst. He's been like sandpaper. He's triggered the shit out of me. And what has healed is just that. Every time I got activated, every time I felt like, oh my God, I, I wouldn't say, Scott, you need to do, I would say, oh, little Therese, I know you're feeling scared. I know you don't feel like he's here for you. Like that work, I, I'm living the relationship of my dreams. And I had, a, I kissed a lot of frogs, right? And so, <laughs> so this, this, this work about integrating and loving the younger parts, letting them have voice, letting them know they don't have to lead. You're not in charge. It's not dangerous. Like, that has been the most powerful technique I've done and, and, and it works tremendously. So thank you for bringing that up. Oh my God. And I love that you said that because I've been dating for the first time in <laughs> as well. Ooh. So four de- de- decades. In, <laughs> it's just like what you were saying. It's yeah. like even the bigger love or emotion or connection that you feel you're going to get triggered all the time. And now yeah. I'm I'm grateful when it happens because yes. I'm like, oh, it's showing me where I still need to grow and heal. And exactly. Expand. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say, do you know you were such a therapist? And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, honey, you gave me so much therapy to work on, you know, because I, I, <laughs> here's what we do. We, we look to our partners, we take our unhealed selves and go, you fix me. You feel that you be the good daddy. That's never going to leave me. Yeah. That is not, that's not reality. Right. And so, so when you find the triggers, that's, you know, well, maybe let's talk about this. How do you know if you're triggered and then what to do with it? Because I th- this, every person listening on the call is going to have some element. Maybe your boss goes, we need to talk. And you're like, oh, oh, God, right? Like we all have these moments for whatever it is. So how do you know if you're triggered? And then let's give them some suggestions. Yeah. I mean, a trigger for me is when I feel out of sorts, mm-hmm. when I feel like I've lost connection with myself when I am so bothered by someone else's behavior 
ding, ding, ding. Yep. Yeah. When I feel like, you know, this doesn't happen to me too often, but for a lot of people, they feel sick or they can't right, even think right, about it and right. they want to keep distracting the shit out of everything because they can't yeah, be they with can't it. Be doing that. Right. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But for me, it would, it would be the looping. Like, I can't believe you did that. This is what I'm going to say. Oh my God. Like no peace. There's no peace. Right. I'm just fixated. I used to be fixated on, oh, he's going to say that I'm going to say that. And I'm reliving all the drama in my head. And I'm like, settle the hell down. Like when yeah. I, my nervous system is so jacked up and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, so for me, the trigger is the, the way to understand it is, oh, <laughs> You're not your 60 plus yourself. You feel like nine, right? So one is like, <laughs> how old do I feel right now? And, or what does this remind me of? I love right. That. And whenever you're not yourself. Okay. So how do you do it? How do you go in and yeah, I love settle that. that down? Well, I mean, for me, thank God I have psych K now. So I'll oh, do okay. a subconscious transformation balance. I call it subconscious transformation. I don't love the name psych K. Yes. Okay. When people do this work in a series, you are transforming your mm -hmm. subconscious mm -hmm. mind. I'll do a balance. And luckily there's a balance in that process that's called the transformation of stress or trauma. Boom. And, Boom. Ding, yes. ding, ding, ding. and what that does is it creates a new pathway in your mind so that you can peacefully unattach and have a different experience. Shazam. Hello, people and find yourself some of that, right? That's well, yeah, doing. sometimes it is like Shazam, but sometimes it's just subtle, but right. so powerful. Right, right. Okay, let's talk about, I because I, 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 I follow a lot of trauma teachers and I think about trauma, I talk about trauma because it's so prevalent and we don't even know it's trauma because, you know, the little T traumas, right? Um, so let's talk about like nervous system dysregulation when you're just jacked up because people don't know. They might go, oh, I'm stressed. But if you understand it literally is your nervous system, like it's jacked. Talk about that. And then maybe a couple ways to settle that down. I love that so much because for a lot of us, you can't just sit and meditate and quiet. Right. For a yes. lot of people, it doesn't feel safe to be still and it doesn't feel mm. safe to be in your body because- mm it was dangerous for you at some point when you were in your body and you received unwanted attention or were told that you weren't enough or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I love to teach. They're pretty simple, but they have been game changer for people. Just somatic practices that connect what your body's experiencing with what you're believing in your mind. Hmm. Can you, and can, then you when, can you talk through one? Or is yeah, it, is it yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, do that. Okay, so just take a moment if you're ready and maybe drop in with your eyes closed if that feels okay. And then just notice what you are feeling. So that could be a sensation or an emotion or both. And if it's hard to describe, you could just say pleasant or unpleasant. And then notice where you feel this in your body. And then you ask yourself, can I be with this right now? And I like to put a hand on my heart or my belly when I do this. It's just a gesture. 
your body and your nervous system that you're right here for yourself, naming your experience. And you're not trying to talk yourself out of it or avoid it. You're just naming your experience and then staying with yourself. And then go to your mind and notice what you're believing. What are you telling yourself? And you just take your time there. But when you know what that is, then you ask yourself, is that 100% true? Do I know with 100% certainty that that is the truth? And most always the answer is no, but it's totally fine if it's yes. Yes or no is your answer. And then from here, you ask yourself, what do I need right now? And for a lot of us, it could be to trust yourself more. Maybe you need support. Maybe you need to be seen or heard. You might just need to soften, take a deep breath. or a drink of water, but whatever it is, you just stay with that knowingness for as long as you're able. A couple of breaths, five minutes, you know, whatever you have, but then, you know, doing that every day, twice a day, three times a day, stuff like this. The nervous system loves consistency, like you're training a muscle. And when we realize, oh, what I'm believing is not even true. You do create a new pathway in the mind to have a new experience. And then most of us have learned to put our awareness on other people to gauge our safety or our environment. We wanna practice instead asking ourselves, what do I need right now? And then just stay with that. Mm. So simple, but so powerful and profound. I can really feel like the unification because, you know, we all run from head energy, right? And to slow down and connect, I can feel the nervous system like, ah, that's the goal. Yeah. Oh, Krishna, you're just like this magical, magical, wonderful woman. So where can people find you and follow you? And, and I know you have a free gift. So share all that. Yeah. I mean, my website it's so simple, but it really does explain more about the subconscious, yes. the psyche process that I do. There are somatic practices on my resource page. Mm -hmm. So more like <clears throat> I just guided you through in those regulate your nervous system because you're learning to come out of that fight or flight where you're always on guard, gauging the environment, constant to-do list, just always on. You want to teach yourself to come out of that and come down yeah. the ladder, as we yeah. say, in nervous system language. Uh, there are breathwork practices on there that are big and powerful. So you could go to the resources mm -hmm. page on my website, you can learn about me there. And then, 
Yeah, I like to post in Instagram stories when I feel like it. I post a lot of testimonials that people love to read. And I have a LinkedIn page. So it's all under my name, Krishna Avalon. And and those will be in the show notes. Oh my gosh, this was really yummy, 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 yummy. So thank you so much for this. And as you're listening, I want you to think of two people. Like who do you know that might be struggling? Or who is your intuition saying, oh my God, they need to hear what she's saying. They need that practice that just we just walked through right now. So share this episode, right? The more we are talking about how to regulate your nervous system, how to release the trauma, how to basically get your own sovereignty back and your own purpose back as you shed the layers of the things that you came in with, the more we all win, right? That's my <laughs> wish for you. All right, Krishna, thank you so much. It's been a beautiful episode. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. Each week, we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot. And I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings. And I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.